Ladies and gents, we are back again for another episode of The Experts. This is your boy, Santo, a.k.a. Santo Marek. We just finished wrapping up week seven of the NFL season. And I feel like... I. I feel like Sans need the host of like high, like a primary school graduation. Yeah, like Sans always yeah, pauses, like, 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 pause like he read, like he read off the paper, like it's a full stop. Yeah, and then I gotta pause and then read again. Yeah, he do a very good job <laughs> at a primary school graduation. A primary school graduation. <laughs> this is Pun AK up on flicking one. It's the experts, a podcast, and this yo, fella right here. Yo, this is your boy CJ the X Factor coming to you this week. We bringing to you the highlights of the week. You know, we had some. Face smashing. Hey, I won't get to that. Razzle uh, quick, dazzling. Quick, quick. But Let's start off with week seven <laughs> we in the NFL. That, yeah. you know, what's the highlights? We can start off with week seven. Um, well, last week Thursday, we had basically so-called, it's supposed to be a trash game between the Broncos and the Cardinals. But the Broncos came out with fire. Like, the score was 45 to 10. Like, it wasn't even, like, your average trash game where it was, like, 20-20 and someone win by a field goal because no one could have stopped the other team. It was literally a one-sided game. You had a wide receiver throwing touchdowns. You had, yeah, like, that, that it was, was just an all-out, I don't know what you call Bloat. it, shellacking. Like, <laughs> it just was kills. Uh, Sunday, you had a big matchup between the Patriots and the Bears where people thought the Bears' defense was going to razzle Tom Brady, but the Patriots still end up putting up 38 points, even though their starting running back got injured midway through the game, but they were able to bring in uh, James White, their backup running back. Yeah, he played very well. He is, to me, I have him in fantasy. He is really one of the most valuable players on the team right now because every week he catch rushing, he, he catches receiving touchdowns, but he still gets rushing touchdowns, so he's giving me, like, 100 yards receiving and 100 yards rushing. So, like, wait, James White right now, for me, is the MVP of the Patriots team. Not the MVP of the league. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Watch how you said. He, he's playing well, though. He's, he's playing extremely well. Um, what other games caught your attention? Um, well, honestly, I know it was another trash game that I thought was going to be trash, but it ended up being another blow. It was the Colts, Colts and the, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, that was horrible. Like, Usually when you see two dead teams, either it could be very defensive where it could be like a 7-10 score or it could be very offensive where it could be yeah. like a 38-41 score. Yeah. But in this case, this <laughs> the Bills score five points. points. And how could you, how could you score five Not points? Not even a touchdown. <laughs> five points. The, oh, Bill, the Bills managed to muster and put up on the boards, but that was, I mean, I don't know, one-sided, I guess. It made Andrew look good. Look good. For 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 a change for a change yeah, he, yeah. He, those are the type of games you want your quarterback to have when you go against a team that you should beat and you know you have a to them franchise quarterback listen I want you to go there and put up as much points as you yeah. could on this team and I feel for the stage that Luck is in right now with all the injuries and stuff that he's faced and all that yeah that's a confidence it, builder that was a big confidence builder for him that's and, a team and, you go and wheel and it give you momentum going into next week. Um, another game, we had the Dolphins and the Lions. Now, obviously, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm glad the Dolphins lose. Yeah. But my Lord, like, the Dolphins really have these games in hand. And, I mean, they got away with the, with the Chicago Bears last week with the fumble at the one-yard line. Yeah. But, like, to me, honestly, I feel the Dolphins should have won this game. But, mm, I guess the Lions pull it out. The, the Lions have a coach that came from the Patriots that is used to scheming for the Dolphins. So Matt Patricia already had a scheme and plan. If yeah. you look at it, the Lions beat the Patriots because Matt Patricia already has a scheme and plan He's for the good, Patriots. good tactician. And he came right back and used the same scheme against the Dolphins. So the good thing about him is this year is that he has games against the AFC East that he's already used to playing against. So I, I feel like Matt Patricia could really do something in Detroit. He, 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 yeah, I I thought that was a game that um, obviously Dolphins is gonna lose. Um, <laughs> they just so inconsistent to me sometimes. Uh, I, I sometimes I, I don't know what well, it is. Dolphins have never been consistent to me. Not a game. I I I I actually watched this game and I enjoyed this game because the Eagles lose. I, I just don't like the Eagles because they beat my Patriots in the Super Bowl. This but is the game of the week, really. To me, it's like. The Eagles just don't have it this year. Like, they don't have that chip on their shoulder. Like, 
you would realize even last year they lost their to be MVP if he didn't get injured. Carson Wentz would have been the MVP last year. Yep. They lost their star quarterback slash almost MVP, and they were still able to fight through the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl, and beat the greatest QB and greatest coach of all time in the Super Bowl. So, like, I felt they had a major chip on their shoulder to bring that Super Super Bowl home to Philly. But this year is almost like um, we already won it. We we the champions, and we feel like we suggest people just supposed to bow down and lay down because we the mighty Eagles. And boy, this season <laughs> ain't nothing happening. Yet. I mean, they played good through three quarters, um, but yeah, that was a total meltdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, I I I couldn't even believe that as a Pounders fan watching that. I was like, wow. But um, the good thing what I would say about the Eagles is I mean they're not in a horrible position. I mean in a horrible division. No. You know, they they still can uh, actually make up a little ground, you know, in the NFCs. I mean, it's only really the Redskins who they fighting with to win a division, so it, it's still possible for the Eagles to to sort of make a late run. But so 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 you just could discredit all the cowboy fans out there. Yeah, I will discredit the cowboys. You really can discredit the cowboy disc- fans. I will discredit the cowboys. Ben, I know they have the same record right now, but the I cowboys will... are the same record as the Eagles. Yeah. First of all, secondly, the cowboys are only one game back of the division lead. Yeah, so the Eagles. Thirdly, this is the best that the cowboys defense has looked has looked in years, and fourthly. You gonna the say Cowboys Amari? just traded for Amari. Uh, finally since Des Bryant left, they finally now have a, a uh, number one wide receiver to take the pressure off a of Doc, to take the pressure off a of Zeke, to take the pressure off Cole Beasley, and actually open the field up now. So, like everything is a trickle effect. Like because now you have a a wide receiver that could spread the offense. Now you can't put eight in the box against Doc because now you got to drop your safety back to make sure help yeah. with the cornerback. So now the running game go open up more. When the running game open up more, that brings play action into play the way a duck should be more free now. When he play actions, now he should have more time. He should have more space to work and get the ball down the field. So like, boy, I feel like, honestly and truly, the only thing we could stop Dallas right now, two things, injuries and poor coaching. Me, honestly, I, don't feel like Garrett is a good coach. I, I don't feel like that way either. But... If somehow he could put this together and make this magic work, because see, Amari Cooper coming there as a fresh person, so he coming there to make a good impression. Yeah. Whereas Dez already was there for a little while, he already realized Garrett was a horrible coach, so he doesn't stop listening. But as a new player coming in, you can more oh let me try and impress my coach and let me listen yeah. to him and let me feed off him. So it should be a good chemistry. I I, I hoping for. Obviously, for Amari to fit in um, in that offense. But I don't know. The Cowboys, but I will give, like you say, I will give the Cowboys a lot of credit. Um, Press Doc hasn't had a lot of weapons this year. Like you say, it's, it's probably main Doc was probably Cole Beasley. And he's still having a good season. Like and he's Doc still having is, a solid season. He's having an okay season. So um, they also have a chance there. I'll get on that. They also have a chance there. Um, but. I think that one is going to come down to the wire, that division in particular. Yeah, that that definitely is going to come down to the wire. And so, I feel it could be a three-way thing at the end with Dallas, Philly, and Washington. Washington, And they could be hovering around eight, nine games. And it could be one team that could win the tent, that tent, get the tent win of the season that is going to yeah. make the playoffs. So that would be a very interesting division to watch um, out for. Another game. My sleeper team in the AFC, if the Patriots don't make it. My sleeper team now in the playoffs, well, hopefully they get to the playoffs first, but they're looking good, is the Houston Texans. Now, I don't only want spot like them. They play the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars now, like I've been telling people, if you go back and listen to the pods from earlier this year, when everybody's running on, but oh, it's the Patriots time to fall off and the Jaguars and the young bloods can start taking over the AFC. Uh-uh. Like I tell people, the Patriots are a rare breed. They like the Spurs in the NBA. They gain, they have longevity. Even if you look at the pon- the opponents they played in the Super Bowl in years past, look at where they are now. The Seahawks imploded. The Falcons struggling to keep up in their division. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Jacksonville now 
is imploding. They literally had to separate players in the locker room this Sunday because now players are going at each other. They're not going at the media anymore like how they used to when everything was good. They're not going at other players and dissing other players like how Jalen Ramsey was running on with Odell and running on with um, DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> now, they're going at each other. You got your star cornerback going against your star lineman. And, like, it's getting pretty chippy in Jacksonville. So I gave them an actual three-year window. But if they don't turn this around quick, this could be a one-year window. But, see, that was ambitious because we already, you know, play bottles. I mean, uh, as good as the year as he had last year, we we didn't see him. Um, <laughs> what Blake Balls really was. First of all, y'all were saying he had a good year last year. Like I tell you, but... He had a good year for Blake Balls. Anybody, any quarterback could hide behind a good defense. Joe Flacco hide behind a good defense. Well, he, he more than hide. Like, <laughs> once you have a superior defense, you could, you, you could hide behind that because all you have to do is manage the game. With Blake Balls, you even see Sunday event. They, they had to bench him. Blake Balls was benched during the game yeah. because... They lost confidence and like he wasn't moving the ball. You know how frustrating it is to stop a team, and then your quarterback goes on the, on the field three and out. Like that's a little. But if you watch NFL and with that clock ticking twenty five seconds between each play, a three and out could happen in two to three minutes, big man. So how I could be dead tired chasing these fellas up and down the field, getting stops, then I go on the bench. But the, the second I unstrap my helmet and take it off. Oh, hey, guys, it's fourth down. Uh, uh, special teams, let's go get the ball back. Like, really? Like, wait, bro, I just sit down? Like, you really, uh, like, that is frustrating. I play flag football, and it's very frustrating when one side has to make up for the next. Because even on the other end, if you use a good offense, you don't want to be a good offense marching the ball down the field and scoring. And now when it's time for you to catch your breath on the sideline, the defense done let the other team score again, so now you got to go see. back and put up more points to just stay in the lead. <laughs> so, like, right now, that team, and, and the thing is, this is what I don't understand. Like I say, some teams just don't have the management or the coaching. Last week, they said they were not, this this week is actually the trade deadline. Last week, they said they're not going out to trade for a quarterback because they have faith in Blake Bottles. <laughs> and then, the next game, you could bench him. How can you have faith in someone? And you got to bench him in the middle just, of a game. That was just all talk. But, like, you got to be like, come on, man. You got Kaepernick out there. You got Bridgewater sitting behind Drew Brees out there. You got plenty quarterbacks. I would, like, I, I, would, I would give Bridgewater a shot. Like, you yeah. got guys out there yeah. that you could give a shot. Uh, and literally, like, you even have, um, I don't even know the situation with Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he's still injured. I just feel like but, they already but, hand over but, the team to Baker Mayfield. But they still count him like he's still injured, right? They still have him on injured list, right? I guess yeah. so. But, but if you could give up a little fifth, sixth round pick to get Tyrod Taylor, Taylor yeah, you, just, you, uh, yeah, you could have him. But you would realize you yeah. already have a superior D. You, you literally only need a quarterback to come in there to get 10 yards yeah. <laughs> every other just, play. Just to steady Just to get first downs and give your defense a break. Yeah. Because your running back is out. Jacksonville has no run game no more. Leonard Fournette in this hamstring injury is holding the running game back. They don't have a running back. So if you don't have a running back and you don't have a solid quarterback, yeah. what? and then remember now, their star wide receiver got injured in preseason. So literally, this was a team who was already offensively strapped last year because the defense was so great. Now you out your, without your number one wide receiver, one your number back. one running back, and your quarterback can't carry the weight. A crap QB. So, bro, I, I, like I say, and they're in the same division as the Texans. You don't, you don't lose the game, so yeah. that means they have the tiebreaker. Coming down, like I told people, the Texans is my well, sleeper team. Texans in a nice division as well, you know, and yeah, they only have to fight off Tennessee right now. And, and Tennessee ain't playing up to their potential. Exactly. So, and the Colts ain't nowhere to be found. I, I like the Texans for this for this playoffs. I like them to, 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 to get in the playoffs this year, and and I, I like them to be a tough matchup in that first round. Well, another game that I looked at was, was pretty close, but pretty good, was New Orleans at Baltimore. Now, I don't know what to say about, about um, Baltimore, but like I feel like, like I tell people, the hype is over with them. I don't know what's the Le'Veon Bell situation, 
But the only reason why Baltimore is even in the discussion for this division is because the Steelers are in this real purgatory type thing (laughs) where they don't know what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. I don't think none of the teammates know. Like, usually, you know, like, if it was the Patriots and Gronky in there, you know that, okay, the team knows what's going on. They just ain't telling you. But in this situation, I don't even think the team knows what's going on. No, I think think everybody's in the dark when it comes to that, except for, obviously, um, Le'Veon. And maybe maybe told a few teammates or whatever, but... um, I don't know, like, that's a that's a really it's a really unfortunate situation because I feel the Steelers they had a really they had a really good team, obviously if he's there, but it's just an unfortunate situation all around. I mean, I understand that he wants to get paid, but like, like, again, what are you looking for? Like he at he, the end of the he, day, he wants to remarket that position. Like, like I say, I, I, this in the NBA, bro. but I don't necessarily yeah. agree that he could do that. That's like you, you, you waking at one place, and you watching someone next door making this type of money. And you and say I won't make that. Say, you trying to force your job yeah. to pay you that type of money? No, bro. But then it's like you, you look at the contracts on your team already. Exactly. How can they give you the, the type of money that you that you're looking for? And it ain't only that your team can't afford you. The thing is. You already one of the highest paid running backs in the league already. So it's like you want he wants like 18 million a year. But if he signs his his uh franchise tag, he'll be making like 13 million dollars a year. Yeah, it's a 5 million dollar difference, right? But by him missing games, he's losing almost a million dollars a week. Yeah. So so far, he lost more than five million dollars this year, anyway, anyway. That he's gonna lose if he just signed his thirteen million instead of eighteen million. Yeah, so if you crying over that five million dollar gap, but then in actuality you, you already lose six seven millions already. What was the point? Like I don't get it. And then the thing is, you have to play a certain amount of games for this to count. So if he doesn't show up by I think week ten, this year is yeah. not gonna count, and he wouldn't even be in order for him to be a free agent this year. He has to play by, I think, week 10. So if you sit out the whole season, that means next season, you just think you get another contract because yeah. now you still under the old contract. So, bro, I yeah. don't understand. I don't know who is his financial advisor. But they ain't doing right. They I don't know who right. is his manager and his agent, but, bro. But I, I, I did read something early in the season that said he was... He was he wanted to aim for week eight to come back, and this is supposed to be week eight. Yeah, right. so. it's week eight now, and, they, and the thing is, they was on a bye week. Yeah. So they thought he would have been back last week to get his legs under him, to get in football shape, to 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 get into the groove or what's not. He didn't show up last week, and then people thought he's going to show up Monday. <laughs> Everybody must be waiting in the parking lot, looking at the, the empty spot, <laughs> and the man didn't show up this week. So it's done Wednesday. If you don't show up by Friday, how you expect to play Sunday? All right. Hey, big man, I don't care how good you is. It's the NFL, bro. Don't think you could just show up in the middle of the season on a Sunday and think you could be just as great as you was last week. If I was Ben, I wasn't even giving I th- no ball. I bro. don't think your teammates ain't got no resentment towards Real you. Because at the end of the day, like you said, it's the NFL. A bunch of alpha males in the locker hey, room. If I was an offensive lineman, I'll block on passing players. Any running play they call, hey, this a run, eh? We getting left. We getting that way. Let's go for him, eh? But I just, I just start tackling you and all <laughs> Because the only reason, like they say, the only reason, well, not the only reason, because he's a receiving back too, but one of the main reasons he gets so much yards is because his offensive line does all the dirty work. So you can't just be selfish, bro. Football is the ultimate team sport. You got to be a team player. Um, The next game is the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Chiefs look like they got back on track Yeah. uh, this week against the Bengals. No surprise. Um, everybody had this hype on the Bengals. I, like I say, I don't know, people look like they have amnesia, but the Bengals is not a good team. They weren't a good team. Um, <laughs> like, they had a few good er- wins early. Yeah, they, uh, they, them <laughs> teams, they them type of teams that can start off with good records yeah, and then they can fizzle down the end and hopefully early. be like eight and eight or something. The Bengals is not going to be a uh, 12 and four type team. If, because and then another thing they are they in the same division as Jacksonville and not Jacksonville yeah Jacksonville and the Steelers and all that so at the end of the day they're still in a weak division right now because the Steelers are not of at course. full strength so you could look good but when you got a team usually the Bengals usually finish seven and nine eight and eight around that area 
six and ten. Like between six and uh, and eight wins is the Bengals yearly quota. Yeah. So uh they already win four. Big man, they ain't too much wins. <laughs> they ain't too much more wins to go. They all better enjoy it now. Pat Mahomes done show them what's good yeah, he, in this AFC. He, so then don't get too comfortable. Then my sleeper team, my next sleeper team, like I say, if it's not the Patriots, this is my team coming over to the NFC. My undefeated, I told you all from preseason, offseason, this was going to be the best team in the league, the Los Angeles Rams. These guys are hitting on all cylinders, and they look good. I must say, these you know, like what I what I love about great teams, it ain't the 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 big games, you know. It's these small little games where the drop you're thinking, oh, I get into San Francisco, so we can go in and just walk all over, it. and then you go right there and get your head punched yeah. off and drop get beat. Games. I love to see great teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Because a lot of great teams have the potential to go undefeated, and then they go into teams like Buffalo. And I think that ooh, ooh, Buffalo, it was because I think it's the Saints that is five and one or six. The and Saints one. five and one. And so I think the one loss they have was Buffalo. Was when Buffalo dropped up forty points on them. Yep. So it's like you use a great team with a good quarterback, good wide receivers, great defense. The Los Angeles Rams play big man. Don't go in there petting with them. But it's, if you could be, that's what I loved about. The 07 Patriots and basically my Patriots team on the whole. Big man, I remember that season. We was going into teams. Like I remember one time we we played Washington. You could look this up. We played Washington, we beat them 54 to 3. And in the fourth quarter, but these fellas was marching down the field and was carrying the score touchdown. You think we let that up? Big man, y'all can kick a field goal. If y'all wanna get on this board, y'all better kick this 40, 50 yard field goal, big man. No, but we have 50 points and we ain't giving y'all no score. That's the important games to win though, because in the NFL season, it's not a long season, but you do have a one or two trap games on the schedule. So as good teams, you have to be able to beat up on the bad teams because that may be the difference in playoff season. And then you know, even separate from that, you gotta keep your intensity up at all times. Exactly. You can, but listen, you have all week. To, to, to chill and and slow it down and jog around and practice yeah. and take it easy. Game day, pay for that how much ever hours, three and a half, four hours. Listen, I don't care if you play in a high school team. You go there and knock everybody down. You go there and catch every ball. Don't go there playing, oh, they, they, they ain't as good as us, so we could just, you know, yeah. cruise through it so we don't go and get injured. But we pay your insurance, right? <laughs> that means but it's a possibility you're going to get injured, so go there mean. and play ball. So I, it's good to see that. And then you had, well, like I said, this this game Monday night surprised me in a way because the Giants put up such a, a, a good fight. Um, the Monday night game was the Giants against the Falcons, which was a three-point game. And it's like the Giants had to come back yeah. to get it to a three-point game. It's almost like, boy, this was almost all Eli Manning. And then you realize all Eli Manning Man was still trash too. So... <laughs> It's like, they made it entertaining. Because at first, looking at it on the schedule, you'd be like, bro, I watch, you know, Falcons and Giants. That's a blowout. And then when I cut on the TV, it was like, okay, Giants look like they're doing a little something. Okay, cool. So it, was, it, it, caught, it, it caught your attention, and then it kept you there for the duration of the game. Yo, let's get into the UFC right now. Rondo, <laughs> Rondo, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram, James Harden. What y'all thought about that? Yeah, we'll, Spitgate. That scrapboard. I mean, yo, we don't want to talk about did he spit or didn't he spit or any of that. We want to talk about the blows that was thrown, the ones that connected. What the best, you know, lob. I think Brandon Ingram went with 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 that big uh, kablooey. With each <laughs> I was very, I was very happy with that. I mean, he he really could have injured somebody, but I just was, you know, I just was glad to see it connect. I don't know, I don't. Know I, I, you know I, mean. I I I, I, he surprised me without that that that, that blow. The, but but I think Rondo had the, the blow tonight though. Uh, Rondo, Rondo the first left. That first left, wait, that was impressive. That was that was that was solid. That was impressive. That was straight, yeah. like that was straight as an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> what I like was, but like it was finally a fight where you actually saw punches that 
landed by like yeah, I tired of seeing all this joying joying and little friggin' chaos with them running <laughs> pushing push things meet me in the park yeah, and meet me, in the, me in the streets no big man we here now right? listen we can slug this out we now we can slug this out right right now don't come with all your teammates holding your back and all that Mm-mm-mm. but believe it or not I think now that set a precedent for people to handle their business on the court hey, because now to? Chris Paul only get two games Ron only get three games, and he's he allegedly spit on Chris Paul. He only get three games. Brown ain't gonna lose him. Brown ain't gonna get four games is because he he did um, he did extra. But this so, is a far cry from when Melo them gets spending fifteen games, fifteen and twenty games. See what I'm saying? Fifteen and twenty games. Easy. I, I also feel like it was a who you know type situation with that too, because now you gotta realize now Chris Paul is the president of the, yeah, the Players Association. Uh, the players That's association. true. Oh, so it's almost like, yeah, it was a fight and altercation, but oh, it's Chris Paul. Yeah. We don't want to take him out too long. And oh, it's LA Lakers. And you know, this LeBron team, he probably write a little letter to the league and but, blah, blah, blah. Sorry for my teammates. But like, if it was, a, see, you have realized too, them other fights were bad boy fights. When you had Indiana against Detroit, those were two teams. That the league didn't like any of because they were saying, oh, you're too aggressive and yeah. you're always fighting and running on. Yeah. But now you get the two little babies of the league. The only other team was get baby more than these two teams is the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry. So, yeah. like, you are you going to suspend Chris Paul for 10 games? Come on, you ain't going to do that. But see, that's the next thing, too. You got to understand, too. Adam Silver, he's a lot different than David Stern. This dude, Adam Silver... I mean, David Stern obviously was a good owner for him to be able to preside over the NBA for that long. But for Adam Silver, he just, he loves to, like, try to innovate and bring new things. And I'm pretty sure he was sitting on the sideline watching that, and he was like, hey, I don't mind this happening. Anything for ratings. You see, they did this year. They institute new rules, uh, the, 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 the hand-checking rules. Um, you can't um, hand-check people when they're moving around. They do the thing where if you if the ball hit the short clock and you get a rebound, that's 14 seconds instead of resetting all the way to 24. So I think he's trying to make the game a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more appealing to fans. And no doubt, that fight itself, while I'm not saying he's encouraging the people to fight, I'm thinking he's sitting on the sideline saying, this ain't really hurting our ratings. Like, people still could watch and, and tune into this stuff, so... It's interesting to watch. Yeah, well, uh, of course, because uh, that was the first thing on Sports Center. Like, you got the World Series going yeah, on, exactly. and baby, ain't nobody wearing but the World Series. No, first thing on Sports Center the next morning, Rondo friggin' slugging old Chris Paul. And then, what does make me laugh, right? People is trying uh, uh get certain images from the fight. Like, it was a, if you look at it in slow motion, the full all the way through, Rondo hit him the first one. And then he tried to hit back, and his one grazed the front. And and when he came back, he hit the side of his mode and made it look like he actually punched him good. Yeah. So people got that picture, and they's like, oh, Chris Paul hit him good. And when you actually watch the video, Chris Paul actually missed. And then the uppercut, the uppercut gone on the side of Rondo face a little bit, and yeah. Rondo come back and cock him again. <laughs> and then when he turned around, LeBron looked like he holding for Brandon Ingram to come and break each other. Again. So like... But I don't see how people say Chris Paul won that fight because yeah, off the way. top, the way the, the reason why I say Chris Paul lost is because off the top, how could you let someone spit in your face and still get the first hit? But it's, that's but there's no way. But that's why Rondo say he ain't spitting his face. Rondo's like, boy, let's make sense of the situation. If if I spit in someone's face, then put no finger in my face. The first thing they're gonna do is start swinging, and and then he say, and if I spit, in, if I know I spit in someone's face. Why I can stand there with my hands to my shoulder? I I I can put my hands. I can be, I can be ready to go. Well, I I I watched the interview and I read the interview about uh, what Rondo was running on with. Um, for you see, he's well. His story now is he didn't intentionally spit in yeah, his face. I don't believe he intentionally did it. Though. What happened was they were mouthpieces. Yeah, and he was saying a f word to Chris Paul, and. During the F word, the Some spit, spit fly out and, and hit Chris Paul in his face. Yeah. Now, Chris Paul said he was calling Rondo a turtle, <laughs> <laughs> which Rondo does resemble. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris Paul 
push his finger in Rondo's face and say, you effing turtle. Yeah. And, uh, and that's when the left hook come. And I ain't blaming him because, big man, I make physical contact with you first. Yeah, you come to Yeah, me. we face to face. But like you say, we have male guards in and if we yell, yelling at each other, someone can get some spit. Now, you can come chicken your hand in my face, but I have to lock that jaw. And right. that's what Rondo did. Right. I, I know for a fact. And let me not say I know for a fact. But watching that video, Rondo spit, but his spit was very low. Yeah, it wasn't so, intentional. Like so, that so if, if, if to me, if he really means spinning, me, it's not been a direct. Yeah, that wouldn't leak out. Yeah, like it wasn't a a, a fucking loogie. Yeah, yeah that's a, it, it was no loogie. It wasn't no Hawkins spit. Yeah, you go on as a very low dripping spit. So, like, I, 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 I like, mean, Chris Paul, Chris Paul he, decided he, he, to take it to another level. He had that coming. That's, that's what going down. He had that coming. But like I say, if it was me. And you already spit in my face, I ain't gonna push your head. But, or if I do push your head, a punch can come a behind. A punch coming right after. Because that. I don't know if I push your head, you can try and swing at me. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, you could push someone and just stand there and think, but what, Rondo, what you thought Rondo's gonna do? Let you push your head and then he's gonna put his arms up and back off? No, big man. <laughs> you you obviously don't know Rondo. Rondo been kicking fellas in their face from college, <laughs> big man. Can I be ready? So Rondo, I mean. He might not, and that, that's like, that's like, Rondo's like the point guard boogie. You should know better than to go against Satan, fellas. You ain't, and that's like even Draymond. As much as Draymond run off, you, you know this all summer, when they signed DeMarcus Cousins. Draymond was talking about, oh, yeah, we have uh, strong personalities, and we can probably fight during the season. You, you see Draymond address boogie yet? Like, you know who to play with. Yeah, you could run out with all your story when you're in front of the camera. But you really think Draymond getting there to fight Boogie? And the man got... I don't even care if he get uh, torn Achilles. You know what that means? He get two crutches. You ain't gonna fight Boogie bare hand. You could try and fight Boogie with two crutches in the hand. But you you, you can get more smoke. I, I, I think I think with <laughs> with with um with Draymond... Draymond, don't, you can't really mind Draymond. But Draymond, no. you know, off, off the court. Hey, don't forget... Thompson, Lockie Jaw, and the club over the offseason. That's all a, season. a legend, allegedly Lockie Jaw. Allegedly Lockie Jaw. Allegedly. This was already proven. It <laughs> might have not been on video. Allegedly. But okay, if we have a party in LA and LeBron there, Tristan Thompson there, Draymond there, Durant there, and the word got out that Thompson walked up to Draymond and Lockie Jaw. And then when you ask LeBron them, oh, um, you know, it was a little altercation, but when you see players cooking like that, <laughs> that means, boy, that happened, boy. But I won't friggin' make your boy look bad. But yeah, boy, Tristan Dawson walk up there and Lockie Joe in the club. Draymond is just a, he's a supreme agitator, boy. On the court, and this is why, that's why I say I like Draymond, because on the court, he is agitating people, but he is keeping on the court. After the game, it's just like, he, he, but he's he's oblivious to whatever had happened. Now the problem, like you say, is with that, a lot of people don't keep it on the court. I don't, I don't like players like that because, see, it's not the thing about agitating, you know. It's how you agitating. Because see, a person like me, you can't agitate me about my game because I killing you. I know yeah. what's going on. So like, if he, if you trying to agitate someone like like Boogie, and Boogie killing you game for thirty five and fifteen. You only get to me. So in order for you to agitate budget, guess what? You gotta say something but like how Mellow talk like how Kevin Garnett talk I, I, about Mellow White. Is the same now, type of player. When you start going up to my wife and my kids yeah. and my family, you ain't keeping it on the court. Yeah, you might be saying it on the yeah, court. Yeah. But now you, you you saying other things off the court. Yeah. Draymond might have talked about Chloe. Boy, listen. You know he could have probably do that and for you, real. And you know Thompson love up a Chloe. Even though she ain't the best. But he but, love up a Chloe. But see, that in the same way, like you, like you say, that's the type of players. Draymond is especially trash talk and Garnett as well. Garnett was famous for that. He, he'll say whatever it is to get in your head after the game. He could, he could be cool with you. He might want to try to shake your hand, but the one you're on that court, but he will say whatever you have to say to terrorize you, boy. Wait, well, I ain't gonna wait because at the end of the day, but you gotta realize, I don't mind that, no. But when you come out in the club, like they say, Draymond went to address him. To, to kill him, like, he even addressed him, like, for a hug or a handshake and say, hey, bro, what's going on? How we get bros, boy? How we get bros? We got <laughs> each other for the finals. You had your trash talk. You all win your ring. You done get everything you need to get, right? Don't approach me. If you approach me, 
then obviously I lose the finals. I obviously ain't in a good mood. And then on top of that, you've been trash talking to me, not only on the court now. You got to realize even after the finals, Draymond will be running on, oh, we're not cut from the same cloth. Okay, bro. I can show you what type of cloth this is. I can show you what type of cloth this is. You think I made in China, bro? Yeah, that's no funny, boy, though. No, boy, this, this, this authentic it, it, radio. It's just in the locker show. That's funny, though. That is funny. I, I hope he did. And I think he did because the way that the, the players who were there acted afterwards, it was like, mm, yeah, it went down. But it may not have been as exaggerated as the media made it, but it was a little altercation. So what y'all think about these uh, comments from Jimbo I'm now about college players shouldn't be paid? Um, I think for one, it's, I mean, I think, but it's just insensitive, but I'm glad he said it because all he's doing is really point out what a lot of other coaches really feel about the situation. And he's bringing it to light to where now a lot of these coaches now, they can't really hide behind the fact that, hey, well, players ain't getting paid, but we don't have nothing to do with it. That's not our mindset you know but i think jim Bohan is bringing it to light like bro like you know they ain't getting paid and guess what we don't believe they should get paid and it's it's unfortunate that that he thinks that way and i'm pretty sure a lot of other coaches think that way and that's probably why you you have the the culture with the one and done culture where people just looking to get what they could get out of school and it's not just the one and done culture and that's why i like what's going on with this new commissioner because now, when you have people with that type of mindset, now they can create their own avenue. So, but I don't, if you, it's almost like, well, me personally, it's like what I tell people to work. If you don't like the job, don't come here. So it's almost like, wait, the NCAA is not the only way to get to the NBA. No. And now they're opening up more avenues. You could go to Europe for one year and come back. But now they're saying now you could go to the G League. And get paid. Get paid. And then enter the NBA draft. Or they trying to have an independent league like what um, LeVar was trying to yeah. do with his kids. So, like, big man, you could have said that back in your day when it was only basically one route to the NBA. If you're not a European yeah. star, if you was an American star, you had to basically go through college. Because so now, and then on top of that, they having this thing now to where... High school players could get agents. Like the top high school players now could get agents and put themselves in the draft. Yeah. So, big man, that mentality you, um, Mr. Jim Bayham have, big man, that ain't gonna work no more because these guys have options. Yeah, when they had to come to you, you could have your little uh, slave master mentality because basically they had to come to you for you to get that opportunity. But now that they don't, you can, you gotta give people an incentive to come to first of all to come to the 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 NCAA, and then secondly to come to your school because now you gotta stay competitive. And he personally, I feel if I was a player on this team, you ain't have to worry about me. You ain't have to worry about me. If I was on Syracuse right now or whatever team he well he coaches Syracuse. Syracuse. But, I was gonna, I was gonna start filling out some transfer Wait. papers and saying, "Bro, no problem," because it's not like he's saying, "Oh, um, it's a situation we should look at." Even if you want to deflect it, even if this was your thoughts, if he mm. had deflected it, it would have looked much it, better. It would, it would have sound better. But he came straight out and said he don't, he, he don't think that they should ever, mm. ever, be compensated. So. In a in a league or uh, 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 well, it's a league yeah. where every year they're growing, every year they get more revenue, every year they're collecting more money, and you could say ever like no, we should never pay them no matter how much we can make a trillion dollars off these kids, and all we should do this is what he says they should get more they get more meal plans now so they can <laughs> keep the money from that. <laughs> how could you want me to keep my meal plans? And then his excuse for saying that is, oh, um, the reason that I said that is because um, I'm a coach and they are players. The players are only 17 years old. Um, he's been working in his field his whole life. There are a lot of 17-year-old kids that don't make money. Bro, people don't pay you by your age. People pay you by what you bring to their company. What do you bring to the table? 
if I'm a athlete, just say you are Zion Williamson. Zion is coming to your school. If Zion didn't go to Duke, Duke, to Duke and Zion went to Syracuse to play for Jim Bayern, you know how much more seats that would have been? You know how right. much more uh, 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 TV contracts would have been offered to your school because they want Zion to be on national TV every week? Right. You know how much more advertising that would have been for Syracuse just for, for Zion to put that jersey on his back? And you can say, oh, he shouldn't be compensated. Why? Because he's a 17-year-old kid. But he is actually bringing money to that school to pay your salary. Because no yeah. one is coming there to watch the coach. Yeah. He, as good as Mike Krzyzewski is, people ain't going to pay money to, to come to. and watch Mike Krzyzewski sit on the sideline. What, oh, big man. What I, what I look at it as, though, is I don't think the NCAA will suffer, though, because at the end of the day, you know, the players are getting paid. The, 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 the top recruits are getting paid, just not legally. Everybody, the top recruits, they 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 getting something for it. You know, the recordings just come up with the people from Kansas saying that Zion asked for um, housing for his parents or whatever the case may be, a lump sum of money before he decided to head to Duke. So if he asked that from Kansas, he ain't just gonna come to play for, to Duke for free. So everybody, I think, top recruits-wise, getting paid. And I think also the appeal that the NCAA offers to a lot of American children, at the end of the day, a lot of American children growing up, they look at the NBA as the goal. But the NCAA is the second, um, probably most important basketball league to a lot of American children growing up. So the appeal of playing for a Duke or a Kentucky on the national stage would appeal more than the G League, which still, while that's a very good opportunity, I believe, um, you still... You ain't have the best flights. You ain't staying in the best hotels. You ain't treated as a rock star as you would be if you would if you was playing in college. So I think this problem is not fixable for for people to get paid legally until the NBA decides to say, let's bring in players straight from high school again. I think that'll be the only way that this problem will be fixed legally. They I, I, the alternatives are good, but. Like I say, the top recruits, I still think the top recruits will go to college because they still getting what they want. It's just not a, in a legal terms. Now, this way I disagree. Because the, the, the thing is, why would I go through all the... Because you realize now that after you done come out of college and these people investigate you, yeah, they this this killing your brand now. Because now, oh, Zion took this when he was in college. It's almost like the kid Bill Cosby thing. They they can wait till you almost finish your career. They could go back now and start running on with LeBron. Only because he's so marketable right now, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But if they wanted to bring him down, oh, LeBron was driving a Hummer at 17, 18, and his yeah, mommy I mean, didn't work. Like, the reason why I feel like it will hurt the NCAA is because why I got to take bribes and take money under the table to come play for you when I could get it legally and up front in the G League. But then that would be the responsible decision. But now these CDs are 17-year-olds playing basketball. You're asking a 17-year-old to make a responsible decision but when he can make the decision that is just the more fashionable one to make. Most of the time, these fellas are not making their own decisions anyway. But uh, If you look at it, these guys already have agents. These guys already have sports managers. These guys have parents who have been... But obviously, these fellas ain't gonna make it to that point. Yeah. If their parents didn't know nothing about getting their child to that point. Yeah. So, for me to even have my child notice on this level, listen, I already telling you, from 12, 13, listen, you you realize I, I grooming you to be an NBA star, right? I, I trying to retire. So, what you can need to do is get this money up front, this little 60000 a year, what they can give you in the G League now. Yeah. Because... Okay, if I go to Duke or Kansas, they giving you a hundred thousand. If you was a top recruit going to the G League, they could wake up. No, yeah, we might give no, you no. sixty in cap on base salary, but we give you incentives if you average fifteen points, twenty points, twenty five points. Listen, you can make up to probably five hundred thousand. Listen, son, um, <laughs> I, I can need you to I can need you to take a look at this team, and then on top of that, you already basically. These G League teams are run by NBA organizations. So now you have a choice to which G League team you could go to. So if I want to be a Laker all my life and they have a, a, a Laker G League team, I could actually go to the team that I want to draft me in the first place and basically audition right. for them 
for the whole year. I think I think they could work it out a little different than that though, because I think I don't think they could really want you to, to have an inside track into getting a top recruit. I think they could still try to work it out to where you could it's draw. It's almost like college. You gotta woo who you want. If you want a, a good player, you gotta recruit them. Yeah. So if the Lakers want you, they could recruit you. But again, again, I I I don't discount the fact that some players will look at that and say, "Hey, let's take that." But I think the top recruits, knowing that they have the pick of the litter, they will still say, "Boy, I'd rather be on national TV for a year than to play in some old G League gyms where ain't much people could be watching me, where the flights ain't first class, where the hotels ain't really that good. I'd rather live like a rock star because I could live like a rock star. I still could get my money, still go to the NBA. When the scandal come out, the scandal ain't could damage my career. Look at the, the stuff come out, the list, Dennis Smith Jr., Aiton, this and that. It come out, but these niggas, I'm still having careers, as far as I'm concerned. They still ain't getting contracts with, with, with different um sponsors and all that, with different sneaker, sneaker deals and all that. So it ain't going to really hurt your career. It could, it could stain it a little bit, but everybody know what's going on. Yeah. And one thing with I noticed with with uh this 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 generation of kids, but it only take one person. You get a big name. Just say let's just say Zion decided not to play in NCAA and he gone to G League. All he gotta do is say, listen, uh, Cameron Reddish, um, come with me. Oh, listen, so and so, RJ Barrett, come with me. Then, but after you don't see the top three big names go, play something must be down there. Let me go see what's going on. They could actually group up, which these young fellas like to do, and say, listen, boy, the top 25 players of next year class will forgo their college career and go to the G League. Once you don't make that stance, big man, watch how much other people can follow. They could do it. So, they, it's possible. It's, it's, I ain't saying it's only any, a swing. I ain't saying it ain't possible. I just saying it's it's and unlikely because the G League ain't really as it's actually rounded as the NCAA. It's more likely now because now, you realize you have coaches like this, Jim Bayham, who you who who was well respected at Syracuse. You would think he is one of the top coaches in the in the nation that he would be on the player's side. But if you get one of these guys saying things like that in NCAA, well, how I could come play for this little funny guy down here in Arkansas or someone up in this place? I don't know what these for. We only just look at the head coaches. But now you have athletic directors. How I know he ain't feel like this 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 way about me. Well, let me go collect my Shaw money instead of coming because like hey, if you have that sometimes it's more than just on the court. Like you say, you gotta feel. I'd I'd make that sacrifice of the little regular planes. and you still most of these guys, even in the G League, still could be living better than they was where they come from. You don't really see rich top of the line guys. Playing ball and going to the NBA. Usually, it's be these guys who come oh, from I, fighting situations, struggling situations. Yeah, so it might sound like that to, to, to me and you, but wait, to some of these guys, wait, eighty thousand dollars a year, boy, that's a gold mine. Listen, I it's <laughs> a good deal. I still believe it's a good deal. I believe dude should take that. But I, guess what? The thing, the other, the last point I can make about that is, who say you could always be a, a one and done? You have one um, number one recruits coming out every year or top 25 recruits every year. And then you go put your stock in the draft, you realize, but you ain't even on the, in the first round. That's, so and, you might say, let's stay another year. So That's where I believe you should take that. You get in college, and instead of you getting paid the first year, you ain't even make it. Now, you ain't even getting paid the second year. You ain't even getting paid the third year. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're a senior. Yeah, you can get your degree. But guess what? When you get, not, anyway, I can say it anyway. When you get a degree, guess how much you can go in there and start making? <laughs> but to see, see buddy, you could have been making the G League anyway. But for those type of players, I do believe they should definitely consider that. And even with the players, even with the JBA situation with LeVar had, LeVar wasn't getting no D1 players like that. No. But I I thought that was a very good initiative because not everybody's going to make the NBA, obviously. And if you have a chance to get paid playing ball in a league, play go. If you if a league is willing to pay you to play ball, I don't care how good you is, go and play ball to play in that league. But like I say, I, I just believe for the top recruits, knowing the position that they're in, knowing that schools will clear whatever they could to get them to come, knowing that the power that they have in their hand, they don't have to give up nothing. They don't have to compromise nothing. 
I just think it'll be very difficult for the top recruits to say, but you know what? Let me go play in the G League. When all the lights could be shining on me at Duke, I could be on ESPN every night. I ain't got to worry about all that. I ain't got to... Let me, let me just go and get my year. You really think ESPN could play a college game over a G League game if you have a player like Zion going to the G League? I believe they'll show highlights every once in a while. Mm-mm. Right? If you get the top recruit... But listen, everything is based towards money. This ain't no loyalty. This ain't no loyalty, big man. If yeah. this t- if this team, if this brand coming up and they getting all the top players and you was tough for the past 100 years and this is what people want to see, big man, we game with them. Because now you in the age now that well, TV is not the only way I could see them. If you ain't want to show them on national TV, guess what? I go watch it online. Or I could go to another cable company that but, shows them. But see, I don't have to watch ESPN to watch all my games. But the, the, the question is... I can buy the package from someone else. No, but the question is whether they can show highlights of Zion. Of course, they'll show highlights of Zion every once in a while. Like, the question is whether they will take Duke off to show highlights no, of Zion. they ain't going to take Duke and, off. And, 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 and that ain't going to be the but case. But now you can start losing ratings. Like I said, the, the NCAA has been going up every single year. But now, if you see that been going up every single year, and then you see it start to come back down, now the TV companies can say, listen... We had a contract here that we can pay you so much every year because you're all bringing in this amount of views. But now, if y'all ain't bringing in this amount of views, we have the the next contract we offer y'all is not gonna be as lucrative. Then what? Oh, we starting to lose money. Then guess who will start getting paid less? The same coaches who believe that they supposed to get paid in the players or not. So now the coaches can get disgruntled because now. Oh, back in the day, Mike Krzyzewski them used to make 10 million a year or 15 million a year. Now they just won't pay us 12 or 8. So now it's a trickle effect. I just believe that just like if, if you look at, it only takes one decision. It only takes I, one move. I agree decision. that. If one, you look at this summer, look, look at the shoe deals. Usually every year you got Nike or Adidas getting the top players. Who got the top players this year? Puma and they didn't only get the number one. They get like I think they, they have four a, they, top ten. They bits. get like out of the top ten players, they get about three, four of those yeah, guys. They get, like, four top Puma ten came out of nowhere. Yeah. No one even knows Puma was in the running for DeAndre Aidens. It only took one one decision. Yeah. Now Puma Puma has the top player in the league. Well, the top rookie or a few of the top rookies. Bagley went there too. Bagley. So now Knox, you get the two Aiden. top, the number one and number two team, the number one and number two rookies. As your two top players, and you and no one even know they there. Everybody thought like Nike had them as a lock. Yeah. So, but like I say, it does take one, it takes, one decision. It, it, if the next, um, if Zion right now say, but listen, Puma is the way to go. Boy, people can start rocking Puma. Yeah, it. I believe it does. Like you say, it does take one decision. And it's a trickle effect because now look what Nike went to do. All of a sudden, now uh, Nike support Kaepernick. How long Kaepernick got this movement? Well, Nike had to pull a chest. Pull a rabble or they at. You know how the thing is. Nike, Kaepernick had this movement for years now. This going on about two, two, three well, years. But they, they but never. Now you want to throw a big market behind Cap now because now you realize, listen, Puma them coming. But they, they, them coming. they never released them for that very reason, though. So, but I can say it could be close. Um, Final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, Before we wrap up. Um. Yeah, shout out to I'll I'll shout out to Aiden right now because since we was talking about Aiden just now, shout out to Aiden. Aiden really playing good. He looking like an early rookie of the year. Um, favorite. He's playing really well. Um, I like that Suns team actually. That Suns team is pretty nice. Booker and Aiden. Suns team ain't getting nowhere. Not this year, obviously. Ain't but be next year neither. But the future, I think <laughs> the future with Booker and Aiden. Wait, I think the Suns just in a bad window. If they was in a probably earlier window before Golden State was this monster, they could have been probably up there. But now you got the Lakers, who can be much better next year when Magic start throwing more pieces around LeBron. Magic ain't already doing. You got uh, Golden State, who ain't getting nowhere no time soon in your division. Bro, Magic might not know what he's doing, but the Lakers better than the Suns. So That's at the true. end of the day, you got two top teams on top of you that ain't getting nowhere no time soon. And by time you, they do start to go somewhere, guess what? Aiden gonna need a max. Devin Booker already get his max. 
Yeah, you you have Josh Gordon looking for a max. So now your player, you have to someone break that team up. That team got about four years. Come on. Mm. They ain't got to break that team up. How? How you can keep all Aiden, these guys Aiden, on the super Aiden, max? Aiden got Wait, Aiden ain't taking no discount. like three years before you got to pay him that money. Exactly. Bucket got his max, right? Josh Jackson got about two years. You add another solid piece this team because they can suck this year. You add another solid piece, maybe a RJ Barrett, maybe uh Reddish. And then all you need now is for and for solid veterans for Bucket and Aiden pick you up. Now they in the tough, they in the West. So so that's that's easier said than done. Okay. They in the West. And then but, what you end up doing is you could be in purgatory. Because now you can have a team that is good enough to get a few wins, but not good enough to make the playoffs. But you ain't bad enough to get a top three pick. I think so it, now you could be like in that what's before that's, Sacramento started getting smart and start uh, uh, sandbagging. Sacramento was a team for years. Used to be right wrong and getting them 12 and 13 and 14 pick where you getting picks that. You ain't sure about, you ain't know. But, but see, is that, really, is that really smart though? Because at the end of the day, Sacramento been by for like the last exactly. 10 years. So now I'm really so, smart. That's why eventually we're getting a popping you, you had to give away your franchise center for for can of beans. You, to me, you have to do this properly. And to me, I think the Suns did okay. To me, like you have to do it like Philly. Philly was like, "Boy, we ain't just gonna be bad. We could be the worst team ever, and that could ensure that we could get a couple of number one picks. Because the only way you could turn that around and not, like you say, not end up in that purgatory state is if you get some franchise of players." But even if you look at Philly, Philly still had the luck of the draw because at the end of the day, Philly in the East, Philly in a, in a dead division. And on top of that, LeBron just leave. So it's just the luck of the draw that Philly do that. And on top of that, it's luck. That's why I said you can't plan it. Still is not a top team. And, you, and, you, and, and that's the same. And that's the so, side part. You don't do all of that. You still ain't going to bring home no championship. You can make the playoffs, probably get kicked on the first, maybe second round. Second round. But and I don't, you don't still expect that. W- who draft? Who they? Who they drafted this year? Um, they was drafting like in the in the, in the, in the uh, late uh, teens, uh, early twenties. But my, so my means what, no. But my point is with, with Philly is what you being good for. That's how hard it is to tank. Tanking ain't easy. Philly is the only team that really to me pull it off successfully because they get they lock up with Embiid because Embiid was injured, and they get Ben Simmons. So tanking ain't easy. So tanking my, is the lazy way of doing it. I think you have to once you get stars. And Booker is a star or potential star. Aiden is a potential star. Then you need to try to find, see if you could rob some teams or some free agents or make some aggressive free, trades. Free agency and lining up to go to Phoenix. But that's what you got to make some aggressive trades. <laughs> but, you got to do what Toronto did. Toronto, they say, you know what, boy? Kawhi, you ain't want to be in San Antonio. We know you probably ain't want to be here either. But we can still try to get you because at the end of the day, we know how good you is. And that's what Phoenix would probably have to end up doing soon. And my last point to that is, it's almost like tanking is like the lazy way. Tanking is like people who starve themselves to try and get in shape instead of exercising. Exercising is something exercising is something you want don't want to do, but you do it because it's better for you. Tanking is like Philly. Exercising is like Boston. Boston didn't tank to get their first round picks. Boston used their assets and traded them to a team that was trying to tank. So now, since you won my two All-Stars, who were on the definitely on the end of their career, you gone and you trade three first round picks hey, for my two All-Stars. That's what you, my two hefty All-Stars. Brooklyn These was, fellas making 20 Brooklyn was trying to contend. Year. They was making twenty something million a year when twenty something was was top dollar. Yeah, and you can go trade. Oh, okay, bro, come bring all your picks up until twenty twenty. You realize that Boston could still potentially have the number two pick next year. Next, exactly. So now Boston could go oh, there. And if, just crazy. If it's me, I was going for a big man. That's the only, don't please don't draft no more guards. Lord knows y'all don't need no more guards, no more forwards. Ice Jaff and Zion, back be real, but Wait, listen, man. Ice can off Zion. If Zion is available, I'm gonna lie. I take him because he's a talent, and he's you, you can't a, possible a, talent a, like that. Explosive nature, but other than Zion, I ain't going for nothing less than six ten. 
Give me a nice whoever you got um that bold bold kid coming out of or listen. Get, give me a nice big seven foot, seven foot one fella to put in that Boston lineup, young and hungry, to go with Kyrie and Tatum and Hay hey, um Haywood and Jalen Brown. And boy, listen, Boston will run these for the next at least five years. At least. Even if Kyrie leave, they still get back. They get Marcus Smart and they get the young guy coming off the bench. You're going to have problems with them for at least the next five years. But uh, that's just my point of view. That's our point of view. And let's just see how it works out. Like, I just feel like the NBA this year is set up for a good stretch in the second half. Like, usually after the All-Star break, you start to, like, figure out, okay, this is who could be where, and let's just wait for the playoffs because we don't know our eight teams who can make it. Not this year. The, the West could be a very good dogfight to the watch. The Lakers could be struggling to get in the playoffs. And in the East, it's, to me, it's only three to four teams that lock. Them bottom four could be dogfights. So they could yeah. be good games coming on to the end when you got teams like like um, Shoot. Philly already there. Let's With say. the way Pistons playing, I, I'm interested to see yeah, how. Yeah, the Pistons could be down there. Oh, how, how they fight. You got Washington who inconsistent, so they yeah, might be in they the first think They always think they's one of the best teams in the East. Yeah, man. Like I said, we'll see how it go. All right, so we out. Kick it in the city when we in a round town. Next door neighbors telling us that it's too loud. Now, neighbor, can you please just turn that mess down? This is the sound of throwing pennies on the ground. Turn it up.